Hello, 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 my podcast family. Welcome to Living Life with Spring in April. Yay! What's up, April? And this is episode 11. 11. Isn't that awesome? Yes. Who would have ever yes. thought, girl? This is so amazing. Like, I would have never imagined. <laughs> we had that much air to January 1st, 2020. You remember? That... You know, we would be 11 episodes in. And this makes me go back and ask you, remember I told you to meet me at Laska's? Yes. The restaurant? Yes. And um, I'm sure I was trying to convince you to do the pod with right, me. Right, And you were looking at me sideways like, no. <laughs> I was. I was. Like, but what's the purpose? That's just like oh, man. you looked at me sideways when you didn't invite me to your church. Um, no, no thing on um online no, on Tuesday nights. It. That's not it. Okay, that's not about? it. Okay, you side eyed me when I suggested that we go back to school after we lost our jobs together. You did. I and did. You and you side eyed me. Okay, you're like April. I wasn't really going to go back. I really was. <laughs> <laughs> and I made you go. So this is kind of like that. Where yeah. you made me come and do the podcast. But the craziest thing about that is. I finished. And, and I you did not. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. No. Because it made I mean, my life so much better. And you already had your degree in um, Right. English I had a degree. Good. in right. well, My degree is in sociology. My minor is in English. Okay. But let me just say this. I was in a bad relationship. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was late for class. I couldn't. I could oh, never man. seem to get there on time because... My boyfriend at the time, he would drive my car to work at night, and then he would come back to me first thing in the morning. Some days he would get there on time, some days he, he wouldn't. Would. And I had to drive like an hour and 20 minutes to class, and I'd be it was just terrible. So that's why, one of the reasons why it's, I did not finish. It's okay. It's okay. But anyway, how are you doing? I am well. I'm tired. Well, no. I'm well. I slept really well last night. Okay. I slept all night long, which that never happens. So I slept all night long. Well, I was assisted with some medication that my okay. doctor prescribed for me. Okay. Well, at least you but slept. But I woke up. I was felt good. I was well rested. I cooked mm. breakfast this morning. Oh, man. Yeah, I was That's really nice. excited about that. And that is so wonderful. People don't realize, you know, we wake up and... um you got to give God the praise. Right, absolutely. I don't care how old you are and you think you Superman, Superwoman, that you're doing everything on your own. You're not doing nothing on your own. Nothing. You're doing it because God allowing you to do it. Absolutely. Whether you're doing it for the good or for the bad. Absolutely. And I just want to acknowledge him right now. Yes, And thank just God. thank him. I had a very, very rough uh, two weeks of work. Oh, poor thing. And I got up this morning because I worked the night shift, 7P to 7A, 12 hours. And it just was rough. And I'm telling you, if you want reality, if you want to know what it's like to live life and death every day, how about working in the ER? I'm telling you. I love my job. I love what I do. But I'm telling you, sometimes the stress levels can go over the top. But I thank God my job pays my bills. Um, thank God. And it keeps you humble. It sure it does. It keeps you humble because, honey, any given time, that breath can be gone. 
anytime. I'm talking about like me, you talking right now. I've seen, I've seen it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I appreciate like, I really do insist this quarantine. Mm -hmm. I will say a lot of stuff that I've always wanted to do. I'm really doing it. And for the people that was depending on me to go live, um, June or 26th, Mm -hmm. uh, tomorrow. Yeah. I'm sorry that there's always something going on. Um, I'm waiting for one more piece. And the piece, April's looking at me side. <laughs> I'm just so disappointed. And listen, people, I promise you, when that piece come in, just keep looking for that notification. You know, I'm not even going to say anything. I'm just going to pop on the scene. If you miss that notification, hopefully I'll be able to save it and you'll be able to check me out later on. Let us know. Live on Instagram Let's hope. and Facebook. I'm going to try to do both. Yeah. And um, yeah, I did like a reggae old school 90s set. And I'm telling you. But nobody got to hear it. I know. But I did that because I'm <laughs> still waiting on that piece. Right. Well, exactly what the piece is. So people won't think I'm lying. It's called, you can look it up, Roland Go. R-O-L-A-N-D dash G-O. Audio interface. And what it does, when you go live DJing on Instagram, that you won't hear the phone speaker, which sounds bland and muffled. You will actually hear the speaker that I'm listening to, which is my DJ controller speaker, which sounds flawless. And it sounds like you're going to actually be in the room with me. So that's what I'm waiting on. And also my tripod is coming and my microphone stand. So by the time I think everything probably may be coming at the same time, but I promise you I'm going to do, do the DJ thing and I'm ready to and I'm not even nervous anymore because... Why are you going to be nervous? What I got to lose? Right. I have a full-time job. Exactly. I was about to say, it's not like your money is tied. I know, but when so. you know that you're in the room there and I'm comfortable and you know you got people looking at you, you can't see them, but they can see you. But you don't know pressure. they can see you. I do because I watch D-Nice all the time and he's got like 13, 14, 15,000 people looking at him. Okay. So the pressure, well, he's used to that because he's DJ. He's a right. big time DJ. I'm not a big time DJ. Just right. Miss Smurfette, and I love music, and I just want people to hear the genre of music that I love, which is all kinds from country to pop to, um, you know, 90s, R&B, hip-hop, reggae, go-go. I just, I love it all. And you have to start with your you have to start with yourself first. Right. You know, I Absolutely. know I'm black, my black music inside out, and I love also white music. I love country music. I, mm-hmm. 80s country music. Let me, let me change that. Mm-hmm. Kenny Rogers. Mm-hmm. Now, you can say what you want to. I, People ain't got to even listen, but when I get on my Kenny Rogers bag, mm-hmm. I'm going in there deep. <laughs> oh, God. And I love Kenny How Rogers. How deep, Spring? I'm talking about deep. I'm talking about Lionel Richie wrote a lot of his songs for him. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, girl, yes. Kenny Rogers, you know, rest in peace, but... Rest He's like my top to favorite Rogers. country singer of all time. And he was fine, too, on top of that, with that beard. Okay. But anyway, um, I know I love men with beards. But anyway, April. Me, too. God has been good to us. Yes, I have been. So I've started a business, a new business. I've, I'm always starting something. I see. And I'm Michael <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> right. All right. Um, so, but this one is official. Like it's registered with the state, all of that. Oh man. Yeah. Because I did it because of the tax benefits that I can get. Okay. April. Mm-hmm. Can I jump aboard? Like put some money in, in this. Like, you want to do that? I would. So I can get some of that money. So I can get some of the tax benefits. <laughs> 
Don't do me dirty now. <laughs> don't do me like red. Don't do me like red in um five heartbeats now. I gotta look at you side eye. You get that laughing. Look, she got that laugh too, y'all. Um <laughs> Do you remember the five heartbeats? Yeah. And you remember how dirty Big Red was? I do remember. Okay. Maybe not this business. Okay. And and the reason why I say that Uh-oh, is no. because I did instead of a LLC, I did a DBA. Okay. Which is like a sole proprietorship. Okay. And um, what I was saying, I was going to invest in you. Oh, you want to invest in the business? I was going to, you know, you know. And what would your return be? So if like you gave me a hundred dollars, how much would you want back? April, I'm not greedy, but if I see a, uh, if I gave you a hundred dollars, that's a lot. Uh, <laughs> let me see. <laughs> Come on, y'all, be fair now. <laughs> if I'm investing in half of the business, it's like half it's of me. Not, <laughs> listen, I went to the. <laughs> went to where I get my beads from I went there today and I spent $60 okay you see what I'm saying so, so if I had gave you $100 already and mm-hmm. you had spent the 60 mm-hmm. and I put the whole 100 in mm-hmm. why not can I get like 40% of that okay I, I could I could do 40 we'll, we'll talk about it right let's talk, talk about it yeah I would air. like to invest I'm just that's that that's that should that you feel good say hey I trust enough in it you does it does that make you me got feel somebody want to invest it in a whole bunch of beads because if I go and buy the beads, right, it would be even to me more for me just as much because I'm actually buying it and giving it to you right. to fix and do right. versus I'm not even you don't what. even know what I'm doing though. You say you're doing beads, waist beads. Right, I'm making waist beads. Okay, necklaces too. No, just waist beads. Um, okay. and I want to get into lanyards. I want to make lanyards. What the hell is your lanyards? <laughs> Well, she come up with some shit on it. A lanyard. Speaking, can you speak in black folks' terms? <laughs> that sounds white. You know the keychain thing that you put around your neck and it holds like your keys in the back. I badge. never knew that had a name to it. Yeah, I'll just say a keychain, a keychain with a thing right your neck. No. <laughs> it's called a lanyard. Okay, well, thank you. I just. Learned I was thinking about making lanyards. <laughs> so I mean, that's just a thought, but. Like I said, it's it's gonna be great. It's I've I've made my first, not really my first sale, but like my second sale okay. today. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. The name of the company is called Waste Candy. Oh, I like that. Isn't that cute? That's a very cute name. So I'm really good at that though, like marketing and that's and good. Helping people come up with concepts in English, business. yes, that's yeah, very I'm good. Yeah, I'm really good at that. But anyway, and it's it, I don't even like it's it's a gift. God is good, ain't he? God is really good. Hey, Amen. Um, we are gonna bless this in the name of Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. That it I'll goes the it. way you want it to go and yes. financially. Yes. That help you out. Amen. And go out and needs help. Yeah. Yes. Amen. I I received that. that. I received that blessing. But yeah, so I started doing that. So I have been making waist beads now i just started it like last week but i've actually like really got on my grind like this week so i've been doing weight making waist beads every day okay well that's good every single day well i don't have a business yet but the djing thing i was about to say you people should, haven't even it? heard me but i've had people come up to me mm-hmm. and were like hey when I decide to do a party, would you be? I'm like, well, dad, they, I guess they into my personality. And plus, yeah. I tell them type of music, right? And they were like, hey, Spring, you know, would you be willing to do this? And I was like, well, it's kind of tiresome after about 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. 
But I guess the money will help pick it up. Right. Yeah. Once and I'm like, you know what? Let me do this and get this right and really right. know what I'm doing. And then, you listen, know, start small. And you, Listen, I will tell anybody, if you want to monetize something, start a business. Because all of that stuff that you bought, all of that could have been a tax write-off. Wow. You could have written all of that stuff. Because well, it's, I can do it's, it this year then. it's essential year. to your business. Yeah. So all of that could have been a tax write-off for you. Okay. All of it. It will be for this year. Yeah, because, yeah. And if you do a sole proprietorship, all you have to do is go to the uh, register of deeds and get them to register your business. How much? I know in my county, it was like $26. That's not nothing. But if you wanted to do an LLC, that's like through the state. Okay. You know, you actually have to send your documents to Raleigh. Okay. That's like $125. That's still not bad. So what's the difference if you... Now, I don't really know. Okay. There, they, right, there are okay. differences. Okay, I'm, I'll look more into it because, like yeah. I said, I'm not gonna be traveling like that. I'm not gonna be doing it like that. But like, just in case, like maybe a one, maybe a weekend, somebody like, hey, spend what you doing Saturday? Could you DJ for like two, three hours? Oh, yeah. I do that. Right. It's like side money. Yeah, whatever. And you, once again, your your travel expenses. Yeah. Your um. Your you know your hotel room things like that. All of if you're paying for those things, all of those things can be deducted. Okay. From tax through your Sounds tax. Sounds good. So, yeah. I, so, so yeah, I'm really excited about Waste Candy. Um, people have been texting and... That's uh, awesome, April. Inboxing me on Facebook. Oh, so man. That's what I'm talking I about. I just officially went public on Facebook today. That's awesome. People didn't know that. That's I'm proud. I See how you be so, doing the pod and you trying to do your little yeah, thing. I'm doing my little thing. Yeah. So, we're going to jump this because we're not going to be out here three hours. Like no, we no, no. Because I have to go yes. home. My father is... Yeah, how's Mr. Nolan? He's doing... Okay. Okay. He's home. Okay, good. He's home from the house. Finally, right. after nine days. Wow. Well, that's, hey, they had to watch him. Yeah. So, so he's home from the hospital, and now he, I think he's kind of upset because he wanted me to get him something from the store, and I didn't do it yet. Okay. But I told him, like, listen, I had some things to do, but I'm going to I'm right. gonna get you right. what you need. Um, And then my mom, she had some, some. Uh, dental work. Yeah, some dental work done yesterday, so okay. I have to go and take her some things so we cannot be up here. Okay. I'm not going to be up here. Oh, no, not hours. long. No, we're not. I think a little <clears throat> drink helped us along. We are not drinking no, we're not today, drinking. guys. Not today. We are sober. We are. <laughs> well, April hasn't had a drink, but I ain't going to say that I haven't. But I have not, not going over. I have not. Maybe uh, when I get home. Okay. I may I'm going to turn. DJ tonight for myself, and I'm going to record it. You should record and it. And I might even put it on, I don't know, I might even put it on Facebook, so I just a little bit of something, something. Okay. Do you know what I'm doing? Okay. Okay. So, that brings us into celebrity news, April. Okay. It's, oh, man. D.L. Hughley. Poor thing. I would like to send out my prayers to him and his family that everybody make it through this COVID time. Yeah. Um, He fell out on stage, mm-hmm. and it was really scary. I saw it. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, man, I can imagine what his wife was thinking when she saw this, you know, if she was there. Right. But I thank God that he's 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 alive. He's breathing. I thank God. Um, asymptomatic, no symptoms, still had the smell, the taste, hmm. no sweats, no fever. Oh, And wow. he tested positive for the COVID. Yeah. And his son even tested positive for the COVID. Oh, my. So the whole family will have to get tested. And I just pray that everything goes well and the Lord delivered them out of this. Mm-hmm. So my prayers are with you, um, Dio Hughley and your family. Absolutely. You just, it's, it's sad. Absolutely. And since the governors and certain areas are opening up, we are even worse 
absolutely off than absolutely any other are. country from my understanding absolutely we are our numbers have surpassed i think my thing said we're in the millions Oh our, our COVID numbers are now well, in the millions. I'm going to The state you. of North Carolina, we're, we have down. They're talking about going back to one. Phase one. Yes. And if the numbers don't get any better, they need to go back to phase one. Yes. They do. Or make it where you have to make mandatory, you have to wear a mask. Well, they're making that mandatory. So I went to a couple of stores before I came here, and all of them had their Man. sign on the door saying Friday, five. Friday at 5 p.m. Oh, really? You have to wear a mask? It goes into effect. You have, you have okay. to wear a mask That's good. I'm gonna keep my when eyes in you the car. enter into this establishment. That's good. So now I need to make some more masks. Okay. So we're moving on. 16 minutes in. So today, you might not know what today is, April. You know I'm a celebrity queen when it comes to my favorite artist, whether they're here or passed on. Mm-hmm. And tell everybody whose shirt I have on today. She has on a Michael Jackson shirt. You know why? No. Today is June the twenty fifth. Is it two thousand twenty? Death. death. Yes. Yeah. And I hate to celebrate his death, but um, Michael Jackson died June twenty fifth, two thousand and nine. Spring was so sad when he oh died. Oh my god! I was so sad. I must wreck my car. I'm glad I wasn't driving when I found out, but I would have wrecked my car. But anyway, you and for you all the were, people that checked up on me, thank you. I appreciate it. I did not. You did not. But I had a couple of friends that hit me up on but Facebook. I, was, I, I, I know. I remember when he died. and I was in Windsor. Were you in Windsor? I had picked my nephew up. He was coming from home from military from Germany. Mm-hmm. Picked him up in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. That's why I could always remember that. And we was on our way home. Got to my sister's house. And we sitting there laughing, talking, joking, playing. And all of a sudden, I'm going across the screen. Michael Jackson in cardiac arrest. And I mean, when I said my whole, feel like the wind was knocked out of my body. And I know Michael Jackson is not no God and he shouldn't be special to nobody else. But when you grow up with somebody's music mm-hmm. and you're a fan and you just think you know them and whether they've never seen you in your life, you just have that special place for them. Yeah. And uh, I can't even tell you. It took the wind out of me. But I'm celebrating his life and death today yeah. with my shirt. Well, that's cute. And I that's might nice. even do a Michael Jackson set. A little, you should. A little set. And um, some of his songs that, that I'm talking about should. the B-side songs that were really nice that never really went big, that everybody's used to, mm-hmm. certain ones. You know, my favorite B-side, kind of, it's kind of a B-side, Lady of My Life. Oh, my God, that ain't no B-side, girl. It's not? No, oh, girl, okay. no, we blew that up. I love that we song. We blew that up. But you got to realize, Michael Jackson come from the Jackson 5, his brother. Right. And they had hits among hits they among did. hits they among did. hits. But you know what I cannot get, could not get with? You're gonna like okay. put me out of your house once I tell you this. Okay, don't say save it. Okay. Wait till the end, and I can put you out. Then you can tell me. <laughs> out. Then you can tell me when you're outside the door. But they badgered him, and I don't believe anything that was done because that's what I really got out with Oprah with a lot of stuff that she did, and she had to stop in her middle of her tracks when they found out them two guys that they did the HBO Never about mm-hmm, Neverland mm-hmm. and found out they were lying. They found a lot of loops and holes. And they had to stop production. Mm-hmm. Um, no one will never know, but God, him, and the kids. Mm-hmm. That's what true. really, really happened. So I said this year, I'm not going to be assuming about a lot of stuff. People assume a lot of stuff about they me do. that they don't know about. And I let people say, oh, I heard spring this. I heard that. 
if you truly know me, you you will know the truth. You won't even question yourself. But my thing is that this is a sad and happy day. It's your his event. Michael's no longer here, and I feel like Michael's no longer suffering. To me, when I saw, you know what, I saw one of his interviews, mm-hmm. and it hurt me more than anything I've seen. Even when he was, uh, they said that he was molesting kids, whatever. This interview that he had, when he said when he was uh, with the Jackson Five, mm-hmm. how he hated most of them songs that he sung, that made oh. him because of his father, oh. and you could see it in his face as he was streaming, looking at it when he was a little boy, singing how much hatred, how much anger, how much just sadness and hurtful that he was looking at himself when he was little that he hated that time Mm -hmm. and it's so sad we enjoy the music but we don't know the backlash of it absolutely and you can see it in his face and i said oh my god look at michael jackson's face he really hate them songs he really hate that time it's like he could just look at everything that ever happened during that time right and that always i always remember that and i was like oh my god who it's like it's like michael jackson got to a certain age and he stayed that way yeah and then like yeah. mentally yeah right and so i think what happened you know i don't i personally don't think it was a situation where he molested those little boys i really don't he didn't want to grow up it was just the fact that maybe it was horse you know how boys horse play and you know what i'm saying yeah they be all on top of each other like playing to, things to like that. that right he never young. got a chance to never. do that and so once he got older and he came into all this money and and I don't care what anybody says. There are some really sick parents in this world. Yes. When they sell and their they kids. they will sell their children. Yes, they will. Oh, girl. Hollywood? Yes. Not just Hollywood. Yeah. You got I'm talking, right. Just, just people in just general. Just people in general. Like with Michael Jackson. Like um, with uh, R. Kelly. I was, that's a hill I'm willing to die on. Those parents sold their children to R. Kelly for the chance, for the off chance of getting some money. Then when they didn't get anything in return, it was, oh, R. Kelly kidnapped our children. R. Kelly did this. R. Kelly did that. Now, I'm not saying R. Kelly is not a pedophile. I'm not saying that at all because I do believe he is a pedophile. Yes, I know that he would hang out at high schools. He would uh, do things like go to McDonald's and, you know, oh, girl, sit in yes. the back and talk to the, you know, the little high school girls that were like in love with R. Kelly. Yes. Right? Yes. I know that for a yes, fact. Yes, I believe it. I believe it. Okay. Yes, I, I truly believe that. But I also think that we can, you can give the majority of the, you can give, 80% of the blame to R. Kelly because he knew at a certain age wrong was wrong and right is right. Okay. But I can also give some blame to those parents because I feel like personally, this is just my opinion, and I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Those parents encouraged. I'm not going to say they sold them, but yes, they, they encouraged I agree. their children. I agree. Their their daughters to, you I know, agree. They encouraged it. Now, do you still listen to R. Kelly music? <laughs> no. I try okay, I try not to. Hey, if if something from him comes on on the radio, 
because you know they still every now and again you yes. can hear R. Kelly yes. song on the radio, I, or if you're listening to like your your music streaming services, right. every now and again, no, I, R. Kelly song will pop up. I ain't even gonna front. April, I still listen to R. Kelly. I I can't get Honey Love out my system. A lot of his song. I mean, when he was with, when he was. With, is it still R. Kelly? If he was with public announcement. Yeah. Okay. So what song then. though I cannot listen to seems like you're ready. I cannot Players listen Club. to I can't seems I can't like, I can't listen to it. Well look, let me tell you something. I grew up with R. Kelly music. I did too. I remember when he was on Star Search. I don't know if you remember Star Search. I remember Star that Search. First group, his group, his group, public announcement. I don't think it was called public announcement then, it was called something else, but they all had different color outfits. I remember that like it was yesterday. This before he came out as R. Kelly public announcement. And they ended up winning a couple of times. And then I think that's when he got his big break. They got their big break. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't sit here and lie. I grew up on R. Kelly. And I think it's kind of hard not to, not to play his music. I'm sorry what happened. But then you got to always, you got to think about this too. What made him become a pedophile? What made him like younger? Is something in you. Or taught what made you stick. I will give you a perfect example of myself. Okay. Something about an older man to me, even when I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would put it out there. Teddy Pendergrass. Honey, let listen. Me, let me tell you let something. Let me tell you something. About I was Teddy a little girl. Honey. <laughs> let me tell you something, girl, about Teddy Pendergrass. I am, and I know. Teddy is gone from this mm-hmm. world. You didn't tell me you love Teddy like I do. Don't let me Girl, go in my bag. Listen. Oh, April that night, the TP come on. I'm going to I love. <laughs> I am. Like, if it was a person and if that you was, be like dead or alive, like, who Teddy would Pendergrass. you? Teddy Pendergrass. I would, listen, listen. Let me tell you something. April. Teddy Pendergrass would be how old now? He would be in his old. late 60s, 67. It's not really all over. Nuh-uh, Teddy, Teddy No, is don't gone. tell me. Teddy died. Teddy's that dead. Right. He would be 60, about 67. Okay. My sister's 50, 60. Did Kathy be 63 this year? He got my sister about four or five years. He'd mm-hmm. be 68 this year. Okay. All right. You know I At know this, 68, right? if Teddy was still alive, Girl, I, I would want to find me some Teddy. <laughs> I am. <Let> t- <laughs> listen to me. Listen to me. Trust me. I understand. I saw, have you, did you see the documentary that they did on Teddy Pendergrass? It that I ain't seen on Teddy Listen, Pendergrass. Listen, I watched that documentary, right? So my mom would listen to, so my mom was, is from Philadelphia. Is she? I didn't yes. know that April. That's so did she I, ever meet that's him? That's how I was born. Did she ever see him? She's, but you know, my mom was like young. Yeah, okay. You know, when Teddy was, you know. Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes and oh all that. Oh my God. Oh my God. But all, listen, let me tell you something. Shit. Let me tell you something about Teddy Pendergrass. They said Teddy Pendergrass would come on the block in Philadelphia. <laughs> and the guys were like, you could hear the women. <laughs> Trust like me. four or five blocks Trust- over. Oh, my God. Because Teddy is in town, honey. And you know he got stopped a lot by the police Let officers me, yeah. because he was driving, knew who he was, and yes. to harass him. I huh. love, to this day right now, honey, I am in love with Teddy, Teddy Pendergrass. Well, let me tell you, when I first fell in love with Teddy P, which I always liked him, even when he was with Harold Melvin and Blue Notes, I was mm-hmm. probably like four or five years old. But let me tell you, 
This the first man that ever gave me tingles. I gotta tell the story. Okay, go ahead. I was, I was like nine years old. Didn't understand what the tingles was. And when I said tingles, I mean, ain't talking about. Right, we know. I ain't talking about, about twinkle, twinkle, little stuff. No, we know exactly <laughs> what kind of type of tingles. tingles. Right. Midways down. Right. Okay. I was nine. Teddy Pendergrass and Stephanie Mills. I thought it was like the perfect duo. I love that song. Feel the fire. Feel the fire. My favorite song. Even when Stephanie did it by herself, it sounded good. But mm-hmm. damn, when Teddy got involved in this, yeah, honey, listen, it listen. sounds so good. And I remember him playing. And I was like, oh, my God. It's something about this man. And then his beard. And I would stare and yep. stare and stare. And my sister had the album covered with the gray jacket on, the white shirt, and the necklace. He had like two or three necklaces mm-hmm. twined around his neck. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at the album cover. And I'm like, oh my God, he is so be- he is a beautiful man, and I'm so in love with him. And he made me feel some kind of way, tingles. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've always so this goes back to what makes a person be a pedophile. What makes a person? It's something they when they're younger, right? And it was right, always right. something about older men to me that always attracted me with beards, and even when they and, and even when they got a little gray in their beard. Mm-hmm. And I was real mm-hmm. young, and my sister, oldest sister, used to always date you know guys older than her, mm-hmm. and sometimes the guys that she would date. They would have like granny beard, and she found that so attractive. And by me being up on her all the time, I said, mm, that is attractive. That is sexy. So somewhere along the line, being with my sister, and and she liked older guys, that kind of attracted me to older men, I think. Okay. Being young as I think about it. Okay. And being around that, and never she never had young people around her. It's always right. older men. So that was a big thing to me. And beards. I mean, goatees are okay. But when you got a nice beard no, like they, Gerald Levert. Oh, my God. Teddy. Oh, my look, if God. I had, if it could be two men that I could have and share, and both of them are gone, and for life, it'd be Teddy Pendergrass and Gerald Levert. I'm sorry. You would settle down with both of them? I would settle down with both of them. Oh, my gosh. I don't blame you. I would. And I'm telling you, they have this turn Because didn't Gerald Levert look like he could fry some good chicken? Gerald Levert looked like he can eat. Some Please real good Please fried chicken. <laughs> oh, rest in peace. Oh, my God. And he died November 10th, 2006. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget. I can give you these dates because I, 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 I was totally in love. I love Gerald Oh, my God. He was well, so beautiful. my baby's daddy, he liked Gerald Levert, so I was just like, mm. okay. Is he still around? Who? My baby daddy? <laughs> Sweet dick. <laughs> Girl. Girl, it's kind of me and Sweet dick. He had April in chaos. But anyway, we ain't doing that. I'm so we glad that, that part of my life is we over. Got pa- okay, we passed the celebrity. But anyway, okay. I want to celebrate Michael Jackson. Yay, Michael And Jackson. I got to reveal this. And Michael Jackson done so many songs from, um, I got a little story to tell too. Michael Jackson from the, the um, Jackson 5 to, I got three things I need to tell you about Michael Jackson, history about me. Okay. The Jackson 5, and you know they had a cartoon series. They still show it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. They got the entire, you can get the t-shirts and outfits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then he left from Jackson 5 and went to the Jacksons mm-hmm. when Jermaine left the group. And then from there, that's when he went solo. Mm-hmm. So to go back to the Jackson 5, one of the things about me I want people to know, my favorite song from the Jackson 5, I got two. The slow song will have to be Got To Be There. Okay, and that's a good one. I Want To Be Where You Are by the Jackson 5. I want to want to be where you are. Mm-hmm. That one. Okay. And let me tell you something sweet. My baby Jay Bird did. My son James. When I dropped him off to college in Philadelphia mm-hmm. at St. Joseph, and I, I felt some type of way. I mean, I was happy. I was really happy, but I was sad too because he's going right. on to his That's your baby. his life. 
And one day I was asleep. I mean, I think I was crying, whatever, and I fell asleep. So I thought I was missing him really bad. You know, we would talk every day. I still miss him. Mm-hmm. And he sent me the Jackson 5 song, I Want to Be Where You Are. And I played, oh, my God. You know how it told me all the pieces. It's like 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. He sent me that message. And he was like, I was like, oh, my God. And if you hear the words, it's so beautiful. And I always remember that song for that, too. Mm-hmm. Number two, when Michael Jackson um, went solo. Mm-hmm. Now, I got to say this. Thriller, I know it blew up and everything. His best album they say that he ever made. But my favorite album, Michael Jackson's Off the Wall. And it will yeah. always be my favorite. I like and my songs. favorite song of all time, number one by Michael Jackson. And people are like, what? I like that too, but it ain't all. It's all that to me. It came out when I was nine years old. And I believe I danced. I couldn't dance no more off this song. And even today when it come on, when that drum beat drop, it's rock with you. That is my favorite oh, yeah. song Michael by Michael Jackson. Jackson. It's easy. It's simple. The music is just—it's just a sweet, soft, and oh god, I used to dance so hard on that song. Yeah. I love it. it's my favorite Michael Jackson song. That's my favorite one. album of all time is Off the Wall. I think it's better than Thriller. Don't get me twisted. I love Thriller too, but I like Off the Wall. I think Off the Wall because Michael Jackson had a little bit of jazz up there. I can't mm-hmm. help it. Oh my god, I—I I just the whole album and it was him just starting off by himself when he left his brothers. Right. And um, it was awesome. And I love Michael Jackson. May Michael Jackson rest in peace. I really hope he is resting in peace. I hope he is too. And um, yeah, that's. You have any thoughts on Michael Jackson? Anything? Uh, something positive, please. I, I'm not, I wouldn't dare say anything okay. negative about Michael Jackson. Um, no, I just, you know Michael Jackson, his music was cool. Thank you. I wasn't all to pieces though when he died, okay. and I mean it was sad. I was like, dang, Michael Jackson died. But I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay. I was more affected by Whitney Houston's death okay. than I was Michael Jackson's. Okay. Um, because, you know, I am, I always felt like Whitney Houston was like my auntie in my head. Okay. You know, like she was right. always like that cool aunt. Right. You know, the one that you could talk to, like if you got pregnant and right. you needed money for an abortion or something. Like you could, go, you, could, <laughs> you could go. And, you know, talk to Whitney Houston. She would have her driver drive you and give you the money because she know the funny. boy that got you pregnant, he he was broke because you even got, had good sense to do it with somebody who had some money. And you could go and talk to Whitney Houston and be like, okay. listen, That's funny. Uh, auntie, I done got pregnant and I need some help. And she would, you know, okay. right. and then she would take right. care of it and then right. not tell your mama. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, to me, and then what really made me fall in love with Whitney Houston was when she was the fairy godmother okay. in Cinderella. Okay. And I think that that was so important for, you know, little black girls like me. Yes. Who loved fairy tales. Right? And when you think of the, you know, for long, for so long, we had been inundated with this you know, little chubby white lady as the fairy godmother, fairy godmother, fairy god, and then you finally see Whitney Houston in yes. this beautiful golden yes. gown and this really curly hair, and well, like she, thank you. She had a uh, glitter in her hair, and yeah. I was like, <gasps> we can be fairy godmothers too. Yes, we can. And she sang that song, Look. uh "Impossible," Look. with honey. Listen. I was and and I every now and again I'll go to YouTube and you know Nothing watch the, the clip April. of it 
Nothing wrong. And it's like every time I watch it, I get so emotional. Yes. Because I'm like, the impossible can happen. Like Whitney Houston is telling us that the impossible can happen. It's so amazing. I love her so much. Like I love Whitney Houston. Like I really love her. Her listen. You know she's her first. She first came out. Guess what she sung with? Who? Teddy Pendergrass. She did sing that song. And she tore it up. That was her first time. She did sing that song. Listen, I am, when I tell you I'm in love. So I really think when I go to heaven, because I really feel like heaven is what you make, what you want it to be. No, heaven is streets of gold. It tells you, it paves it out for you. Right, it does say that. Several levels. I don't care what part I'm in. I'll be at the bottom lowest of the heaven. (laughs) Long as I get there, I'm good. (laughs) I think. I think heaven is people like Whitney Houston, Aretha Franklin, mm, Marvin, uh, Gaye. Marvin Gaye, Teddy, Teddy Pendergrass, Pendergrass, Isaac Hayes, Isaac Sammy Hayes, Davis right, Jr. right, right, right. Bernie All of the, Mac. right. Oh. <laughs> I want to like my heaven, right? Heaven. If if we can create this our, our black own, heaven, right? This black heaven, <laughs> free. Red stuff, red fox. Right, right, right. So this is black heaven, right? I don't know if I want Robin to. Robin Harris. Right. I don't know if I want to go to white heaven. Oh, April. I, I what, what am I going to white heaven for? I didn't say nothing. Everything I need is going to be in black yeah, heaven. Spirit. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And Michael and Jackson. Listen. Moonwalking. Right. And so it'll gold. just be like a situation where this is my heaven. My heaven will be if we can make our own heaven. Okay. I would be on the beach. Listen, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Please listen, God. With a whole bunch of books. Because you're going to be in heaven forever, right? Yeah. Forever and ever and ever. Oh. Right? With all the books that I ever wanted to read. Okay? With unlimited Wi-Fi. You ain't going to need Wi-Fi. Listen. You this is my heaven. This is my heaven. This is my heaven. Right? And I would have, like, these really, really fine men. Listen now, because I'm laid out on the beach mm. under, a, a like, a canopy-type thing, right? And I would have really fine men, like, feeding me grapes and pineapples and peaches and stuff like that. You know, if I wanted a, some, some wine or some water, some juice, whatever, they would go fetch it for me. <laughs> Just said fetch. <laughs> um... And, like, all of the people that I ever wanted to talk to, like my grandparents, my great-grandparents, my great-great-grandparents, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of those people, they would come and they would sit and they would talk. Right. Malcolm X. Malcolm X. Right. Marcus Garvey. They would come and they would sit and they would talk to me for as long as I wanted them to talk to me. Right? And I'm talking about, like, anytime I thought about somebody, they would come up and they would talk to me. And me and them would actually have a good conversation. You know what I'm saying? Um, And then, uh, you know, I would go to sleep. Maybe not on the beach, but being able to hear the beach. You know, the water, the waves crashing on the water. On the, on the, the water crashing on the shore. Yes. And then I would have like the best sleep ever. I'm talking about like drool coming out of mm, my that's mouth. That's the best sleep. Best sleep. Lines, I right, know. You have lines you wake up, all half your face. your face wet. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I would have that kind of sleep every oh, single that's night the best in sleep heaven. Ever. Hmm. In my heaven. And then, you know. That's awesome. That, that would be my heaven. Okay. And like I said, I wouldn't want to go to 
if there's a black or white heaven, I wouldn't want to go to white. If you throwing your shade on white people, you, no, I'm not. You said you wasn't. To <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. You went in, but it's okay. That's how my you feel. black heaven is very well seasoned. Why do I want to go to white heaven? <laughs> Why would I want to do that? And um, they have bland chicken. I would like to thank. <laughs> I would like to thank With the my podcast family, juice. the little that we do have left. <laughs> For still listening to us. Thank you, guys. April and spring, we appreciate it. We do. We really and appreciate you. living life with spring and April. Yay. And this has been a journey. It has. I have enjoyed I can't believe we're going on our 11th episode. You know yes. how many hours we've been doing? And for us, they've been listening to over 300 and I think 80-something times, close Good. to it. I love it. Awesome. That's exciting. I'm excited. Yeah. That's really exciting. You got nothing else to do. Right. So what's going to happen when we get it to 30, So when I do the DJ thing, I'm going to put our podcast on blast. I'm going to say, look, check us yes, out. Yes, absolutely. Blah, blah, you should. You should. Living life with April, spring and April. Hey, yes. it's good. Check us out, man. We still got four, other, five other countries. Yes. Listen to so us. So that's really cool. So the thought, not up today. Then we're going to get to what you wanted your top to be. Okay. So, you know, it's always something I need to get off my chest. So, you okay. know me. I'm always thinking outrageous stuff, you know. Um, why do we allow Dick to run us crazy when we're young? Child. I lost a scholarship over Dick. Did you spring? Yeah. A Sprint scholarship at that. Telephone company gave me a scholarship at so Martin. How much was Commun- it? It covered for two years. <gasps> I don't know exactly the significance of it. It covered for two years. It was me and this other black girl. The rest, everybody else was white. We were the only two blacks that got it. It was all in the newspaper, the Enterprise. Remember the Enterprise and Williamson? Mm-hmm. Front page news. <laughs> My mother was so proud. I know she was. I fell in love. I know Beck was so excited. I was doing so great. And fell in love. And I stopped going to class. And my um, counselor was like, they called me in the office. I was like, what's going on with you? Like, you doing so, what's, you missing class? Your grades are dropping. I couldn't tell the real truth. I was, I was making up something. I can't remember exactly what, but she was like, you know, if you don't get yourself together, you're going to lose your scholarship. Like, so many people invested in you. Like, we picked you and this other girl out of, pretty much you were saying, we picked you two black folks. Right. Oh, two, the other girl's doing great. You were, you were doing great. Like, what's going on? I was like, I don't know. But it was dead. I'm going to tell you what it was. And my life would have been so different. But I'm not going. Everything happened for a reason. The girl that went on, mm-hmm. she'd been at the courthouse for over 20-something years in Greenville. Mm-hmm. Got a beautiful home. Beautiful land. <laughs> beautiful car. I mean, I'm so proud like of her. That, I'm so proud of her. Oh, okay. She, she stuck with it. That's and the, the, the position that she in now. Is what I should have been, mm. because of some sorry ass dick, mm. mm, 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 you know. But that you ain't even with no more. I think about stuff like that. I'd be like, God, stupid could I have been? You know, I think about things like that too. You know, but my sister always says something. She says, "No decision is a wrong decision. You just have to be willing to live with the consequences of the that decision." That was a wrong decision. Made. I can say that right now. For <laughs> well, you know, twenty yeah. hindsight, of course, yeah. is always yeah. twenty twenty. Yeah. That's true. Um, but I, I enjoyed being in love. That's my first love, too. I, I loved him, and I enjoyed him. And um, 
I will say this. You know, if I could go back, I probably would do the same thing because of the See? feeling of love. So Being no decision was but, the wrong decision. But if he was a good dude, he would have been like, look, Spring, I'm here. I'm not going nowhere. Get your work in. I, I needed that from him. I did not get that from him. Well, and, and this is what I tell, you know, my daughter and, and, you know, the girls her age. One thing about it, most of the time, especially when you out here just, you know, thotting and bopping all around, a lot of them guys, you're not even going to remember their names. That is true. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. You have uproot, you're uprooted your whole entire life, right? Changed the trajectory of your whole entire right. life. Right. And 95%, especially if you're out here, once again, thotting and bopping, right? 95% of the people that you've been with, you won't even remember their names. Yeah. Or if you remember their first name, you won't remember their last name. Okay. There's not. But you know, much. our generation was different. Back, well, my generation was different because I was, you know, raised in church, this and that, and I always, you know, had a boyfriend, so I could remember their first and last name. Oh. Now I didn't get kind of wild till I was like maybe 27 after I got out of a relationship with Jay's dad and the home nine, and you know, I got kind of wild. I'm sorry, this is my ringtone, uh-uh. Jay Bird. Well, I but, was, uh, uh, I was something else now i was you know i was loads and loads of fun when i was okay nothing wrong with 18, it but i'm just saying everything 19, changed through the season 20 right you know after i had my daughter and i went, went through that really really bad depression um i was uh i acted out physically every pardon you know so i yeah. A lot of those people, I don't even remember who they are, who they were, because they were a part of my depression. And, you know, right. a lot of, the, once again, I don't, I forgot because I was really sad all the time. And so I used that right. to, you know, provide me with some type of comfort. Okay. Isn't that well, weird that people no, do things like well, that? Well, you know, everybody has their thing in ways. Right. And my thing is, um, <laughs> poor Rebecca. Rebecca's my mom. <laughs> And I was a virgin for 21 years. <laughs> well, that is good, Spring. But let me tell you, Rebecca had control of me for 21 years. <laughs> but she lost control over the day. Because, <laughs> honey, when I got me a piece of that stuff, I didn't really care about it in the beginning, but, you know, later on your body keep calling for it. Yeah. And um, I was sneaking out of the house. Yeah. I'd tell her, meet me down, right down the road, I'm coming. And Beck couldn't hold her no more. Oh, my God. Beck, I pretty left the house. When I said left, I'm talking about moved out over something. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you know, you keep saying, and, and I never told my this story. My mom funny. But. <laughs> you, you keep saying that you were 21 mm-hmm. when you lost your virginity. March 3rd, 92. Right. I was 13. Oh, April, were you molested? Oh, yeah. I had been molested oh, a couple look, of times. Hey, look, I don't even want to talk about that. Yeah, I have been molested I, I, a few times. I don't, yeah. I, but, I didn't um, know we were going that direction. Yeah. But, but uh, no, 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 no. We're not really going in that direction. Yeah, I'm just I, saying. Yeah. 13, when, okay, so when I say I lost my virginity at 13, that is when I willingly gave it away. You was a baby. When baby. it wasn't, you know, taken from me. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is 13, you a baby. Yeah, yeah, I was still, right. You a baby. But, what grown-ass man. But he was now. If he was your age, I, I, I could see y'all playing. You know, no, 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 no. But no. if it's a grown ass older man, now that is that's yeah. not right. So I was once again. I was 
Okay. <laughs> I was molested. And I'm going to just say this and I'm going to leave it alone. Ugh. I was molested by men and women. Mm. Yeah. And I never forget the lady or the girl. I was so really young. I was like eight, maybe oh, seven, she? eight. She was my one of my cousin's best friend. Nobody knows this story. My, I think I told it to my sister. And so, okay. believe it or not, I repressed the memory. Okay. Right? Until one day, I saw her. And it all came fluttering. In Food Lion. She grown, married, yeah, she got grown, kids. Right. And she said to me, April, don't you remember me? Come give me a hug. And when I hugged her, Spring, it was like all of this, it just came. I mean, it like slapped me right in the face. And I, at that point, I couldn't even remember what I went in. I just knew I felt like I couldn't breathe. breathe. I had oh to get out of God. there right then, right at that very moment I had to leave. And that took me on a spiral for years oh my God, after April. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I was wow. super young. So, um, like I said, when, when I willingly had sex, I was 13. Because, you know, I had been molested for so long that I thought, oh, I'm ready. Yeah. Right? How old was this person? He was maybe 13, too. See, that's why I said when it's y'all the same age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like y'all experimenting. Right, It right. won't like he was 20-something right, years old. Right, and I 30. always remember his name. Um, but, and I saw him a little while ago and I was just like, and y'all actually went into it yeah. all the way. <laughs> Who, me and the guy 13? Yeah. Yeah. We actually like did it. Like, <laughs> we, <laughs> like we actually had sex. I'm not laughing cause it's not. Funny. It was terrible. Oh I mean, God. you know, uh, from, to my standards now, it was terrible. <laughs> like it was horrid, you know, but, um, yeah, I was 13. Oh my God. And so. Yeah, I wish, and so many days, so many times, I wonder what my life would be like if I would have been able to come into my sexuality on my own right. without it being forced on me. Okay. You see and, what I'm and saying? I, and I will say this. That's why it's so important. It's so important to protect your babies. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jay was a male. He was a boy. He was... I never allow a man to be around my son. Only man that was around was his father, for, you know, off and on mm-hmm. through the years. And his granddaddy. That's right. And thank God they didn't molest them. That's it. Right. They Protect were good men. I, but far as men that I dated, no, mm-hmm. was not around my child. Mm-hmm. Or if they were around my child, I, I was, was there. Right there. Absolutely. No. I was not going Absolutely. to allow it because men rape boys too. They sure did. And do. when these women, oh, my God had these men mm-hmm. around their daughters, around their sons, and you, you're the mother. You're right. supposed to protect your babies. Right. Ain't no way in hell I would have left any man around my son by right. himself. Not saying that, you know, I didn't have a good choice of men, but I'm just saying I was you just very peculiar about you can't my child. Them. You're not going to be around my child, even women. Right. You can't you, be around can my see. children. As you we can't see. do that, and y'all women need to stop doing that. 
Cause you love that man dick, dick that good. Ain't never been no dick that good. I left my child mm-hmm. uh, out on the wind bush and thought a man was gonna molest my child or anybody. Mm-hmm. That was not gonna happen. I knew that right from the start. Right. My son was gonna be in a particular place. Ain't no, ain't no man or nobody gonna be able to get to him or play with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you, 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 young women, older women, get these men and not even thinking, running to the store, going to work. You had them watching your child and they molesting the hell out of them. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong with you women. Now, I will say something's got to be wrong with you. Ain't no way in hell. If I didn't leave a man around my child, my son, ain't no way in hell I'd leave a man around my daughter. Mm. I wouldn't. That's me. Well, I will say this. You know, like I said, when when I was molested, especially by that, that girl, you know, no one would have this is even. a woman. Yeah, you're not. She was, at that time, like I said, I was like seven or eight. You know, she was maybe six. 15, 16, like she was, you know, significantly older than me and I at seven and eight. Molested too. She probably Nine has been molested. Ten. But um, do, my mother do. still doesn't know. My mother doesn't does know. Does she listen to this podcast? I know. I don't think she does. You sure? I don't know. If she does, then she'll find out now. Oh, my God. Um, and so I think that this is one of the reasons why for years and years and years I was angry with my mother because I'm like, listen, I've been through all of this stuff. You don't even know that I've been through. How could you not know? You know, and um, I was angry with her for a long time. But I'm, you know, I'm good now. You passed that. But yeah, still, I'm, I'm a lot better now. But I'm sorry me, for that. Say, thank you. I will say this, But though. you turned out wonderful, April. Um, in some aspects. In all of the aspects. Thanks. You ain't right here on drugs? No. You're not around here uh, alcoholic or drunk because you no. can't deal with the pressures? No. I mean... Regardless of the pressure, everybody deals with pressure at some point in life. Yeah. And it comes and goes. Yeah. That's life. Absolutely. You just learn to pick yourself back Absolutely. up and keep it going. Absolutely. But I will say this. I will say this. Um, I understand what it is for women, for single women. And, and this didn't happen to me because, you know, no one is ever that I know of. You know, and I have, and I feel like Zalea and I, we have an open relationship where we'll be able to discuss these right. things if it did happen. But um I will tell women to be careful who you let around your children because you don't know what these people's intentions are. Um. Especially if you you know, especially if you have a small child like two. If you have a 2-year-old and you and that child's father are no longer is no longer together, right. why are you dating somebody right now? And dating them to the point where you have to let them into your house. That's the thing. Dating to the point where they even know who your oh child is. You know, if I'm just, you know, when, when my daughter was younger, you know, if I was just, you know, messing around with the guy, you don't need to know, you don't need to meet my child. Exactly. You don't need to know anything about my baby. Exactly. You don't need to know her name. You don't need to know anything about her because you're not here for her. You're here for me. So, you know you can't come over. I don't have company while she's home. You cannot come over here. No, I don't care what's going on. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. right. So, but once again, if you have small children. Yes. You know, then why are you dating? And I get you trying to, you're trying to find some joy. You know what I'm saying? Like, life is hard and you're trying to find joy in some right. way. But your joy is a sacrifice to what? What is your joy costing? Right. 
You see what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Is your and joy costing your children their innocence? Misery, yes. Is and, your joy costing your children death? Right, the men death. Abusing, right. Beating the hell out of your kids. Right. Finding the hell a woman. Now that, now people may say I'm wrong about this, and I always say, even if I was in a relationship, which I'm not, I've always been this way. I truly believe if you didn't help make that child, you don't put your hands on that child. Absolutely People might not. see otherwise. Absolutely I'm like not. this. If you had an issue with my child and was I let you would I let you hit him or touch him? No. No. I always let no. whoever I dated. It's not your you're job. Not, it's not your job. I would never put my hands on your child and right. damn so if you, you gonna put your hands you on mine. So my thing is you had if I, which my child is very respectful because I raised him correctly. Right. So he wouldn't want to disrespect older people and right. grown people. Right. You know, my thing is if you had an issue with my child, you tell me. You come to talk to me. I deal with him. Absolutely. Vice Absolutely. versa, if your child if I had an issue with your child, I I'm coming dare. to talk to you. It's not my rights to put my hand. I would never. I've never put my hand on somebody else's child. Mm-hmm. My thing is to talk to you. Say, hey, your child, you know, got a slick mouth mm-hmm. and this and that. And if mm-hmm. they can't do no better, they can't come to my house. That's right. You know, and and that's how and that then works. these women are move these men in so quickly. Don't know what they're exactly. dealing with. Exactly. And and so oh my God. this women, goes back. Stop doing that. This goes back, Spring. I think to the conversation of, you know, women men get to be contributors they don't they don't have to be providers because the women have provided even even if it means she had to go down to the section 8 office and hey. fill out the application and be on the waiting list and stay with her mama exactly. for a year and a half until her name came up you no, know the women bullshit. are providing places for these men to live to they're providing um food stamps they're providing rental assistance so the women are being the providers Instead of being the help me or being the con- these men right, women there, are allowing them, it. abuse their bodies, sex them all the time, allow the men to eat up all the food, allow the men to take control of the house, allow the men to do whatever the hell they want to do. I agree, and it, I don't, I don't get it. Women, we are so much more than that. Absolutely, you can stand on your feet. Um, they got toys for sex. I'm not going to lie, like I said, and I meant this. I've been celibate for a while now. It ain't been easy. <laughs> sometimes I look. <laughs> sometimes. I get it. Sometimes I have flashbacks. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? Who's good and what's not good. Right. But I will say this. It's good knowing that you don't have anything. Right. It's good knowing. Peace of mind. Peace of mind. It's priceless. And you young women and older women. Stop letting these men run up in you raw. There's no raw dog in here. That's right. You can't trust nobody. These men land with men. They land with women. They land with animals. animals. They land with every damn thing. Like I tell Zalea, a man will have sex with a tree if he gets wet enough. <laughs> they will. Sap and all. I believe right. It. You will see them outside humping trees. <laughs> if they could cut a little hole and the hole got wet enough. And they, you know. They would risk splinters and everything. Uh, <laughs> I believe it. I'm telling you, they I will. believe it. We caught men humping trees and they call them psychotic and humping anim- dogs and men. But look, people, please use a condom. Please. They got the real thin, ultra thin Trojans. Right. They got the ultra thin Magnums. Yep. Please use them. And so bear your life, please, save your life. Please. Ain't no dick that damn none, good none to whatsoever. the point 
where you gonna wake up scratching, itching, and smelling down yeah, there. Be quiet. It ain't even <laughs> worth it. Is it really worth it? Is it really worth Your, it? Man, please, coochie hollering for everything and this and, and this, no help. <laughs> we can segue Prayer now. Prayer can you help it? Please stop. We can segue <laughs> now into what we're going to talk about, and we're we're not even going to be able to talk the about Holy this Lord, long. Kenny. Please be quiet. <laughs> We won't be able to talk about this long because I really have to go. Hail Mary. Please stop. <laughs> I just want to say that I saw a statistic the other day that. Oh, the topic. Okay, I'm looking, alarmed I'm looking at me. It. Yeah. Okay, people, thank you for listening to Living Life with Spring and April. Yes. I appreciate it. And we're joking and stuff, but this is a serious topic. This Our is. topic is being a single parent. And right. April saw statistics out in the world. Right. And <laughs> it, it alarmed me. I was so alarmed. So the statistics said that 70% of African-American children are in single female-led homes, parent homes, single female-led parent homes. And that alarmed me because I'm just trying to understand if no one is married, where are these children coming from? Like, at some point, right, women, girls, you know, and when I say girls, I mean anybody in between the ages of 16 and 30, right? At some point, you have really got to think about what it is that you're doing with your body. Why do you want, and some people want to do it, right? Be a single parent. And that's cool. But if you want to do it, that means you have prepared. You are financially stable. You can take some time off work. You are able to really parent this child effectively by yourself. And you have a tribe ready. Like your people are ready for this baby. Now I'm thinking the majority of the people that they're referring to are people that live in the projects and on government system is that true or not true um i did not go that far into the statistic but i don't think so i think it's just 70 percent of all children all african-american children born are born are going back to homes where the mother is unmarried and single okay i think a lot of this it's not that a lot of the mothers want to be single. In my case, I'll use myself. Um, I'm single by choice. Right. I refuse to be with a man just to say that I have a man right, in my right, life. Right, right, right. Knowing that he's no good, he's not on my level, we're not on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that defeats the purpose to me. Mm-hmm. Um I'm doing better. I hate to even say this. I'm doing better being single. Mm-hmm. Working, right? Taking care of my 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 child. Well, I ain't got to take care of him like that, but I still do for him. He's my son. Right. He's grown now, but I'm doing better to be honest by myself mm-hmm. than I would if I were with someone. Right. And I know that sounds crazy, but right. it's less stressful in my home. Mm-hmm. I don't have to hear nobody's mouth. Attitudes coming up in here. I'm not dealing with that, April. And I don't blame you. And, and it, you shouldn't have to I, deal with that. It, but what I'm talking about, and I'm not even talking about women like you and I. Who, you know, our children, we don't even, I don't even think we count in the statistic anymore because 
you know, our children are there. Grown, yeah. right? But I'm talking about women having, you know, small children. You know, like, right. like you know, when you go into the schools. And I just think. And you talk to the students. It's how you. And you find out that their mother has four children by four different men. I think. And they don't have a man living in the house now. Right. And they got another new man in the house. Right. Or it's a new man okay. in the house. I, this is how I feel a lot of times with that. If you don't know no better. What's going to make you do better? But my question is, if at mother, what point do you know better? Okay. Because, and, and let me say this, we're in an, at the age of information. That's true. Ignorance now, yeah. I feel like, and I could be wrong, and maybe I'm, you know, I'm saying this on a, on a, on a you know, pedestal of, okay. you know, no longer having small children. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. But ignorance, I feel like, is a choice at this point because we are in the age right. of information. You can go to the library. You can pull it up. Most everybody has a cell phone now. Well, I'll say 99% of people okay. have a cell phone. If you have questions about, you know how many forms of birth control there are? Let me, let me, let, let me, let me look at it this way. Okay, I know a lot of people that live in the hood. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. And this is real talk. And maybe I can open your eyes just a little bit. If my mother was like 15 years old when she had me, right? Mm-hmm. She raised me a 15-year-old. A 15-year-old is not living in today's world. A 15-year-old is living like how she was raised. How her mother raised her. Maybe her mother had her when she was 17. Now she's 15. She's having a baby at 15 years old. She only is going to, not to not ten, they drop out of school. We drop out of school, right? Mm-hmm. I even listen, like if I'm in a store and I can look directly at young people that know that the ones that live in the project and I'm not profiling, you just know. Mm-hmm. And how they talk. Right. And how they speak. Right. And their mindset. Right. They're going to have a whole bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. That's what they. That's what they think they're supposed to do. They don't have nobody in the family that's a motivator. Nobody in the family that, that, that taught them to say, hey, we're not going to do this. You're going to school. You're going to finish up. You're you going to college. This, what you, this is what you need to do. A lot of them not thinking that way. They think, hey, I'm on a system. Ooh, I get $500, $600 worth of food stamp. Ooh, I ain't got worry about that. I can eat what I want, get what I want. Um, I ain't got to have no vehicle. I could be on foot. Um, Section 8 or um, subsidized, subsidized housing. housing. I'm good. Um, I'm not doing bad for myself. Time is going on. You 15, you don't turn 20, you don't turn 25. You still got the same mentality because you're around other women your age. Feel same, that same thought process. And most of them, I said, quit school when they get 15, 16 years old. I'm pregnant. Oh, they're having a celebration. They don't see beyond that. They don't see beyond that they could have went to college. It really became something. They ain't got to have a whole bunch of children. They ain't got to have no necessarily have no man to accomplish anything. These young people, that's all. They their mind is narrow. They don't see no other route. But this is all they ever know. And yeah, library is out here. But if you're not taught a certain, if I didn't teach Jay the way I think he should have been taught, he would have been out there in the streets. I feel like he could have been out there selling drugs. I feel like mm-hmm. he would have been out there in and out of jail. But. One thing about it, when I did live in a project for like three years, I kept telling him, we're not going to be here always. This is something temporary. And just because you live 
in the hood, meaning that the act like you from the hood. Right. So I kept instilling that to him every day. Right. And then we eventually left. So he saw, although the stuff I was telling him, my mom was true to her, too true to her word. We only was here three years, and then we bounced. We were gone. Okay. okay. So a lot of people are not gonna think like me, April. A lot of people are not th- training their children to that point. It's like, hey, this is your life. You might as well live it up. You got all these food stamps. Shoot, if I lose somebody with food stamps right now, <laughs> to meet me at Pink Louise, right? <laughs> I got some good meats. You're so crazy. <laughs> But, but no, said, I mean, you see what I'm saying? But and, that, I, and I get that and that's part. Sad. It is so sad. So my question is, my question is, you know, who tells them? Who teaches them? Then you got the ones that God, I think, just put in the midst. They be like, I don't want to be like this. I'm gonna get myself out of the situation. Right. And you got some girls that be like, they're in the worst situation there is, but they think it's like, hey, I'm not gonna be here. I want this, you know. They graduated from high school, gone to college, graduated, right. and they'd be like, and they have that. But the only thing I had with them girls, they forget where they came from, and then they think they better than what they used to be. You don't become better just because you go to college. That's to me. That's when you take that and go in the neighborhood and say, "Look, I'm from here too," and I decided I won't want to have a bunch of babies, mm-hmm. land up here the rest of my life. I want to go to school. I want to be somebody. I wanted a degree, and this is what happened to me. Okay. And a lot of politic black people have been in the ghetto. And a Absolutely. lot of them, yeah, and so Absolutely. they understand. They haven't forgotten. But then the ones that do that forget, I have an issue with them. Oh, they're going to act brand new now, and I know where they came from. I know people like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I don't care how far I come or how far Lord bless me, become a millionaire at 60 or 50 years old. Should I forget where I come from? No. And, and and so downplay and, everything. And so maybe okay, all right. So you helping me to see? Maybe I'm looking at this from a, a lens of privilege. Yes, I've never lived in the projects ever okay. in my whole entire life. Okay, um, I've never lived in subsidizing house subsidized okay. housing ever okay. in my whole entire life. Okay, I've never. I did. You have to get food stamps. Okay. Um. At one time, I did get Medicaid. At you one enjoy time. the food stamps? Absolutely. Girl, amen. Listen, I would enjoy some food stamps right, right now. <laughs> okay. Um, Anybody that knows, hit me in my DM. <laughs> Just joking. People. I would. Uh. I would enjoy some Medicaid right now. Girl. You know. They helped out so much. Right. Oh, and so, but I think, and so this is what people have to understand: the purpose of these government. Right. Um, it's to help you get on your feet. It's to help you get on your feet so you don't have to stay on it, right. on those programs forever. But it's set up and for so us to stay. It is. Okay. And so and so and and think about this now. So the Democrats have come up with all these programs, right? Mm-hmm. So the question then is and wait, let me go back. Anytime you have a community where there is a prison there, you have really got to be mindful of the programs that are being pushed in the community. Okay. Because one thing about it, they didn't build that prison for it to be empty. Of course. They build it because they know they're going to put more black people in it. Exactly. And me. and they decide that by third grade test scores, those standardized tests that third graders take. I hate that. 
they decide where they're going to build prisons, what communities they're going to build prisons Same. based on third. Now they're saying fourth grade uh, standardized mm-hmm. test mm-hmm. test scores. And so the issue is, and the y'all issue y'all is. Y'all taking these tests to see how smart y'all are. They're taking these tests to, to see how dumb you are exactly. and see that they ain't going to make it. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's sad. Because. That's sad. If you don't have basic liter- oh, literacy so skills sad. by third grade, you know how difficult, and I say this it as is. an English teacher. It is. Do you know how difficult it is to bring someone up, bring someone's liter- literary skills up if they don't have them by third grade? And then what happens is if you go into a lot of these elementary schools, you have young white girls teaching our black children yeah. and so i tell people and i saw this on facebook i'm a black teacher to black children on purpose right right this is by my life now at this point in my life it's by design i do this on purpose well april why don't you tutor younger kids i thought about tutoring younger kids um black kids. i would love to do that i would love to do that Get them into more reading and right because and so and so this is what happens you know when you are living in this cycle of poverty okay no one pushes reading they don't no one pushes okay we're gonna we're gonna get in the car i'm sure you had her reading i did i did we're gonna get in the car and we're gonna go to barnes and noble on saturday you like to read not as much as i do okay but you know, she will if she sees a book that she you know thinks she's gonna enjoy, she will read it. Um, but yeah, a lot of parents, once again, when you're living in this cycle of poverty, they don't push going to places like Barnes and Noble. They don't push going into the book sec- section at Walmart stores. What book black stores. bookstores? Yeah, here, close the, by. Not close by, no. Not close by, no. And that's that is one that. of my dreams is to open a bookstore. Um, so yeah, once that literacy, when you have children who do not read, you have children that cannot conquer the world. That's true. They don't know what's going on. And that's what I always tell my students. If you can read, you can conquer the world. And they had to say Donald Trump, Donald Trump didn't become president because he was the smartest, right? He became president because he knew how to read. And he could go through them laws and he had people. He was able to hire people that could read and go through the laws. You see what I'm saying? Right. So my the point that I'm trying to make is, especially with a lot of single parents, push reading on your children. Push education on your children. Mm-hmm. Treat your sons and your daughters equally. Yes. Don't privilege your son. Right. And treat your daughter like crap. That's what they say. Women love their sons, but they raise their daughters. You're raising your daughter to be independent, but you're teaching your son that it's okay to be dependent on a woman. Well, I'm glad I didn't raise Jay that way. You know, right. uh, You are, I think, the exception. Thank you. Because if you go on Facebook and you go to these, a lot of, because I, you know, I'll read 300 comments, son, and be okay with that. Um, 
you will see story after story after story of these women talking about how, you know, they have to heal these wounds from their mother because their mother treated their, their, right. Treated them some type of way, but treated their sons like gold. You know, the son still live with the mother when he doesn't have a woman to live with. You see what I'm saying? And so when I say single parents, you know, not only am I talking, because if you're a single parent, your likelihood of living in poverty has enormously increased. And so poverty is a mindset. I'm of the belief. Yes. Because you have to have the mindset. I'm not going to be here forever. From the, I'm talking about from gay. Yeah. I, I grew up poor, super poor. I, when I had Zalea, I had no money. I, I was 19 years old laying in a hospital bed. I had nothing when I had her. But I knew you were something said I would not be in that position Hell forever. No. There's no way. You know, There's no way. And it's because I had the mindset that I was not going to be in that you position. You have to have that mindset. And know. it took a long time for it me to get look, myself together. Look. But I got it together. I got it together and and I thank God. And so let me just say this, you know, if you are a single parent, you know, you understand how powerful your, your mind is. And if you could think it, if you can, this sounds so cliche. If you can conceive it, you can achieve it. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. You know, and that's really the truth. If you can conceive it, then you can achieve it because your brain, your mind, that's energy. Wherever your energy goes, the universe is then in, in, in cahoots, I guess you could say to make sure that what you want to do is going to succeed. That's true. And it's just that simple. It is just I that agree. simple at the end of the day. And so I will say this. If you are a single parent, keep going. I know it's hard. I've been a single parent. Oh my God. I know it gets lonely. I know you get sad. I know you feel some type of way some days because you're here with this baby and your baby daddy is out here doing whatever he wants to do with whomever he wants to do it with. And just I al- get it. And just always remember. They're not going to be babies forever. They are not going to be babies forever. So you have got to instill everything. And I still say this to this day. If you don't instill everything into that child before that child turned 13, male or female, Mm -hmm. you you haven't done what you're supposed to do. By the time they're 13 years old, that's it. You know, as far as Jay, Mm -hmm. you know, I I talked to him. I pushed up in him. Mm -hmm. I felt like I did everything the way I'm supposed to have done. Um... You know, his last spanking when he was 13. And mm-hmm. after that, when he said his spankings didn't hurt no more. You're right. Well, I, don't I was like, you know what? Because he let me know right then and said, hey, if you you don't just steal everything in me, like, You're right. what else can you? Right. And and let me just say this, And that's too. the truth. And um, I just thank God he was just one of the ones yeah. that, you know, he he was actually, he did he did way above and beyond. Better than I thought he would even do. Right. So I commend right. this young man. And Amen. I said he's my son, but I'm telling you, he is a great great son i love him dearly and i thank god for him he turned out wonderful from a single parent home that's right so you can raise kids you can and listen i'm not saying yeah, if right. you're a single parent that right. you can't right. raise children who are well-rounded right, 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 right. and successful i'm not saying right. that but 
but it's but, not but, easy. But, right, it's not easy. Number oh, it's one, not easy. and number two, number two, you have to you you talk to him, oh, and constantly. you actually raised him. You did what was necessary. You did what you needed to mm-hmm. do, right? To make sure that your son was good, make sure you were good, and so that's the point that I'm trying to make is talk to your kids read to your kids at night instill the importance of education in your children and when your children do make it out don't make it a requirement for them to have to come back and buy you a damn house because you're not right. married. You don't have a husband. You're not married. Right. So now your your son who in a, who who you know he's making two three hundred thousand dollars a year. Now he got to come back and buy you a house. Oh man, my thing also with that, whatever your child want to do, whatever your child at that moment believe in, believe in, believe in it with believe them. Believe in it. Yep. Push it. Tell and them they can do whatever the they want to do. Yes. So you got to sacrifice for your yeah, kids. Yeah. Make the necessary sacrifices to make that happen for your child. This is why I'm I'm always concerned about women who have, you know, a bunch of children and they're by themselves. How are you going to nurture? It's only one of you. It's six of them. How are you going to nurture all of those children by yourself? Mm-hmm. If your child wants to do dance, how your child going to do dance? That's a lot of pressure. Right. I had one. I know how hard it was. And I was just one of them women. I always wanted three kids, but I always said whoever I had that child by, I didn't want a whole bunch of different baby daddies. Me either. I'm like, whoever I had it by, that was already stuck in my brain. If I didn't have no more kids, if I won't have by that same man, I won't right, have no more kids. Mine was, if I, if, I, if I get married, I'll have more children. If I don't get married, I'm not having any more children. And my ex-boyfriend and I were together for nine years. I didn't get pregnant one time. You want to know why? Because I didn't want to get pregnant. Right. And it's it's really just that simple. You women, grown women, if you over the age of 15, you are not going to get pregnant if you don't want to be pregnant. Right. And that is a hill that I will die on. Yeah. And if you get pregnant, you don't have to have a baby. Another hill that I will die on (laughs) because at some point women have to get to a point where they are taking control of their own body. That's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And so think about it like this, right? If you decide you get pregnant, right? And you decide, all right, I want, I don't want to have this baby. I want to have the abortion, but the baby daddy says, Oh no, I don't want you to have an abortion. I want you to have the baby. The right. woman can still do what? Whatever she chooses to do. Go get an abortion if right. that's what she wants to do. But if a woman gets pregnant, see, here's a double standard with women. If a woman gets pregnant and she says, I want to keep the baby. And the man says, right. no, I don't want it. Right. I don't want this baby. Right. 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 But you and you have the baby anyway. You cannot get mad at that man. Because he doesn't want anything to do with that child. Right. He told you he didn't want to have a baby. Well, I agree with that. But I also... Now, this now this is something I always want to know. What makes a woman get pregnant one year, get rid of that baby that one year, second year get pregnant again, and keep that one? Never understood that. Now, I've been around a lot of my female so, friends, and I'm trying to figure out, so, well, what made you want to keep this one and not keep this one? 
I just want to know. I don't can, know. I never been in a situation. Can I tell you my story? Okay. So, you know, I was 19 when I had Zalea. Okay. 18 when I was pregnant. Okay. Okay. Um, I was pregnant the year before. Not even the year before. Okay. A couple of months before. Okay. So, I think I got pregnant with Zalea in like October of okay. 2000. Okay. Right? Um, I was pregnant like February of 2000. So we're talking. So you from, got pregnant twice in one year, right? I got okay. pregnant twice in one year. Okay. Um, when I got pregnant that first time in like February, uh, my I was forced on the abortion table outside. Okay. 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 That's um, different. And so and so then you know once again I got pregnant again in October. I had Zalea. Now after I had Zalea her father and I got pregnant again. I don't even think she was six months old. Matter of fact, I know, maybe, maybe she was about six months old, maybe. I got pregnant again. I had a miscarriage with that baby. Okay. I was sad. Okay. But um, I guess that's really not answering you. Well, kind of it is because I was no, kind of forced. No, well, I, I, I'm on the abortion I had, table. You know, uh, I don't know. People. I mean, because maybe. And, and they had like two uh, abortion and then they end up keeping the third one or either had the first one and then uh, abortion the second because one because once they... you go through that abortion you never want to do that again I believe that that's not fun but no one after we had so many abortions but then they end up keeping the fourth child mm-hmm. like what made you want I to mean keep I it? guess maybe something clicks in your mind where you I don't like, know I'm but, but I know one girl got pregnant one time and she had like two Abortion. Then the third one, she tried to keep that one. Then she got pregnant again, had that one. Then the next one, she got pregnant. She decided. I always wondered what makes you decide to keep this one. So your situation is different. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put you in that situation. But it's it's all good. Love yourself, people. Please love yourself. Love more than you love anybody else. More than you love your children. More than you love your parents. More than you love your dog. Love yourself first. And we getting ready to end this. And we um, are. But I'ma just say this. I'ma just say this before we end. Um, if you are a single parent, if you are a single parent, you don't have if, if you're a single parent living in poverty, let me let me change it. If you're a single parent living in poverty, poverty is not something that you have to be do for the rest of your life. No, it's not. That is not a way that you have to live for the rest of your life. There are resources, you know, if you're getting subsidized housing, if you're getting food stamps, if you're getting Medicaid, if you're getting whatever services are available, use those things to your advantage. And there's so much stuff out here. There are so many options. Listen, there are so many ways you can make some money. If you do hair out your living room or out your kitchen, make the decision. $20 out of every hair that I do, I'm going to put that in the savings account. Right. Five dollars out of every head that I do, I'm gonna put something. Save your money. And I'm not saying that saving is the way out of poverty. I'm not saying that. You're saving your money for your next step. And you can go back to school. They got because loans, you, right? You don't have to, not loans, right. but grants. grants. You don't have to pay back. You if can you're pretty smart much enough, do what you, you want get to do. Scholarships. My mother got all Man. kinds of scholarships. My mother went back to school when she was forty wow. years old after she left my father. So she was going through a divorce. She had two teenagers and she decided to quit her job. She quit her full-time job and went back to school. Hey, 
it worked out for but her. whatever she had to do and you really as a as a single parent you really have to get to a point where you say you know what whatever i gotta do yeah whatever i gotta do whatever i gotta do to get out of this you position, want to be in a good I'm place getting out of there as whatever you get older do as you get older you don't want to be in the same position you was when you were younger that's right you want to see yourself escalate somewhat that's right you want to be at a safe and a peaceful place that's and i can right. honestly say that i'm in a safe place right now right i'm in a good place with myself if you living with a man that's not your baby daddy get him out your house and treating you any kind of way get him definitely out your get, house. and putting his hands on you Come get on, him baby. out your house you're better than that you're uh you are much better than that get him and god out loves your house. you and i love you and if you have a birthday today happy birthday happy birthday and if nobody's told you they love you today we love you and stay blessed please and we out we are out peace